Our theme today is move your body. So it's more from the analogy of uh, the church and us being the body of Christ, not that Christmas has passed and some of us really need to start moving our bodies because we ate too much. Um, There are some things we just seem to know. So if I say the first bit, you say the second bit. So, amazing grace that saved a... I once was lost. Oh, <laughs> so, along that theme that you sometimes just know stuff. Back in the days before WD40, uh, so I want you to put these ideas in your mind. Don't, don't shout out yet. So, what's something that you used to put on a creaking door? Hold that thought. Or what's something that you used to put like on ball bearings in older, older cars? Um, or once, as my dad did, uh, he had to put some on his finger because it was swollen and he couldn't get his wedding ring off. Or, what is it that the tin man used on his joints? Oil. Oh, yeah. Woo. Hooray! What is it? It's oil. So, because um, our theme is, I'm going to put that there so you can see it nicely, our theme is all about keeping moving. Um, so sometimes we use oil because it helps us to move, like the tin man keeps us moving, but then sometimes we use it to stop things sticking, like in cooking. And if you're not very good at cooking, then you probably use a lot of that. So I want us to listen to this psalm. This is Psalm 133. It says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. Um, I believe God wants his anointing to flow in our lives to get some things moving and also to not allow some things to stick to us. So in the Bible, oil often refers to like the anointing, like God's presence, the good stuff that he brings. Uh, This week I've had a lovely week in some ways and a horrendous week in others. But some of the joys are um, that... uh, (laughs) I don't know how I get in these conversations, but I'm so blessed too. So I was was at a a leader's breakfast and I stood with um, the minister from St. Peter's, who's a very lovely man, and also uh, the minister from Cornerstone, um, and uh, two different denominations... And then this week is actually the start of the week of prayer for Christian unity together. So we were like talking about unity and, um, and like St. Peter's was saying that their, their scripture for the year is, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. So we were discussing that, yeah. which I was like, oh, that's amazing because that's, that's along the lines of what I'm talking about on Sunday. So that's very good. Um, so I want us to look at Zechariah 4 verse 6, which which this is where God said in this verse, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And I believe that is what God wants us to do. I think this word for Zerubbabel can speak to us as it reinforces that we can do some things in our own strength and we can absolutely get a level of success. But I really believe that God is wanting us to move the place that he wants us to move into is a place by his Holy Spirit. Um, you know, and we can't get there without the Holy Spirit. So let's be a church that wants to live by the Spirit and live out Isaiah 52 verse 12, which says, 
but you will not leave in haste or go in flight, for the Lord will go before you. The God of Israel will be your rear guard. Yay. So if I'm encouraging us to move because God is with us, where am I saying we need to be moving or heading to? I felt it was really important to seek out the words we've had from God, like specifically for us as a church, so over Horwich and over Bolton. And it goes without saying that what God said in the word about you know, us being good Christians and living by faith, like that's absolutely the direction we want to go into. But I just wanted to look at some of the specific words that have been spoken over us as a church community. So there's been words about wells and us being the people who respond to God, um, you know, digging our individual wells. There's been words that we would see family members saved, tricky family members. Words about a holy visitation, revival starting in Horwich and then flowing across to Bolton and the suburbs. Words around worship and there would come healing from, um, from the stage as we worship God. Words about God's power and that we belong to that powerful God. And then on one of them it was like, oh, do you believe it? Do you perceive what I'm doing. When Joanne and Stuart uh, from Horwich shared on New Year's Eve um, that God wanted Horwich to be the church that God wanted and he wanted Horwich to be the church that Horwich needed, you know, um, and God showed a a flowing river based on Ezekiel 47 um, and that they would be a congregation that would reflect what God wants to do and that it would be something new, you know, and that... um, and then for, for us here, we've had the Isaiah 61 passage around um, the spirit of the sovereign Lord that he's come to proclaim good news. You know, it's, it's you know, in our vision statement, a light on a hill, which I thought I'd just have that. Oh, we just have that. Um, a light on a hill. Um, and all that is an amazing destination for us to move as a people. But how do we get there? So will you ask, how do we get there, Ima? How do we get there? glad you asked. (laughs) I believe we get there by walking in unity, by living, praying, hoping, believing and continually working and striving for that unity. The definition of unity is this, the state of being in agreement and working together, the state of being joined together to form one unit. I think Acts 4.32 I think that this is also a definition of unity. And it says this. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. And I bet a few of you are thinking, ooh, cookie's car. <laughs> um, that's no. um, so this describes the church in, in Acts. And like, so the church in Acts, they've been on this amazing journey. Jesus has come, the Messiah. They realise, they go, oh, Epiphany, Jesus has come, the Messiah, yes. They get close to him, and then there's betrayal, and then they don't know what's going on. And then, so the unthinkable happened, that he goes to the cross, and, he's, and they think he's, he's dying on the cross, and that's the end of it. But then the, the next unthinkable happens, that then he rises from the dead, and he's like, hello. <laughs> um, and then he says, well, do you know what? He says, what I want you to do is go, go to Jerusalem, wait for the promise of the Father. Don't leave until you get the promise of the Father. And that's, and that's what he said. <laughs> and that's what they did. So that's in like, and then the, so then like in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit falls, the promise of the Father. And then they're like, wow. And then you go down to Acts 4. 
And in Acts 4, they're being described as being this people that have one heart and one mind. So there's a massive journey between those two. And I'm, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wonder what some of the conversations were. You know, would someone go, I don't, know what's, I don't know what to do. And someone else is going, do you know what? We have always trust Jesus. So let's just wait for the promise of the Father and trust him. Yeah. I really think that it's important for us as a church family that we are there for each other through the joy and through the pain. Through the good times, good times, woo, bad times, ooh. Um, I remember writing a song once, because someone in our church family was having, I don't even want to call it a bad time, because it was just the worst time, and one of the lines was, I was hoping this would all work out, but right now, I feel like I just want to scream and shout, and then the chorus goes, but you're the Lord, and you won't let us go. Um, so... At time of, I've got so many words today, I'm so sorry, because so, so much has happened over this whole uh, thing of unity and, and us moving forward as a church that I've got so many words that I am just spilling them out, so do bear with me. Yeah, um, during our time of communion, we're actually going to, um, sorry, wrong way around, during our time of response from this message, we're going to take communion, because I want us to remember, do you know what, there's the, there's the pain, but there is the joy the pain of the cross, but the joy. You know, the Bible talks about that. This was the joy set before Jesus that he went to the cross for us. Yeah. So, uh, Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For you, for yeah. you, for you, for you, for you. Like, if you're watching online... He went to the cross for you. So can you imagine what it would be like if uh, someone moved into a new area, they've got a brilliant school, they're so happy with it, and then they said to, um, they were dropping off the child on the day, whatever day, on a wet, windy Thursday, and um, the, they said to the teacher, oh, actually, uh, we've, we're really pleased with the school, we love it. Um, we live not far from a church called the Bridge Church Bolton. We just wonder if you think that might be a good church option. How amazing would it be if the response from the teacher was this? Oh, do you know, every time we connect with someone from there, they are completely humble and gentle. I see them being so patient with each other, with guests, with families, with groups that use their life centre, their Thursday cafe, when they're doing craft making. They seem, as a community, to bear with each other in a real, in a real strong bond of love. They all make every effort to keep that bond that they have. Now that is a good description. And if, in Ephesians 4, 6, 4, 1 to 6, there's a description of unity and maturity. But verse 2 says this. It says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. So I'd like to take you back now to 1991, when massive denim skirts and huge workmen boots were the trend in Birmingham. In Birmingham. Uh, so I want to briefly tell you about Maeve. I can't recall when I first met Mavis, but I can recall that as soon as I met her, she opened so many doors for me that I didn't even know some of them existed, and some of them I didn't even know that I knew I wanted. Um, 
as a, as a family for me at that time, we'd, we'd suffered three bereavements very close to each other and it had completely altered the shape of our family. Um, so I was, I was about 14 and I'd moved to a new school, a new home, a new area. I was now living with my amazing sister who did one of the most sacrificial things ever. She made her house my new home and she was only 24, um, which is just amazing. And Mavis lived just five minutes' walk from there, but I didn't actually realise Mavis lived five minutes' walk. So the church I went to at the time, um, lots of people used to travel to it, so people lived miles and miles away. So before, I probably lived about 14 miles away in the other direction, and now um, I lived about 11 miles away in completely the other direction, so I'd never even known Mavis. Um, And at the time, reflecting back, Mavis was... Caring up for a mum who was poorly. She was caring down because she had uh, sons and grandkids. And she'd always call her grandkids a kiddies in the most brummy accent. She'd be like, oh, the kiddies are coming, the kiddies are coming. Um, and uh, she was caring to the side because she had a sibling who needed um, a lot of additional support. Um, and I, do you know, at the time, I didn't realise all these things that Mavis was doing. But actually, Mavis made so much space for me. Um, and uh, she found out I was getting the bus late at night, like from church, and getting the bus to church. And she was like, oh, that can't happen. And she couldn't drive, but she made space for me in everybody else's cars. Um, and it was actually the first time I went in a Mercedes. I was like, oh, I'm in a Mercedes, how excited. Um, Mavis used what she had and who she was to bring me into a place that I never knew existed. You know, I was desperate for it. And it it wasn't really easy sailing because you get in a pattern of what you do and your defence mechanisms and you're like, oh, that's... Um, But it wasn't easy. But working in unity, it is definitely possible. So I really believe that unity can help us move from a place of brokenness towards healing. I saw in Mavis, Psalm 69, verse 9, where it said, Zeal for your house consumes me. Mavis loved God, and Mavis loved sharing what he had done and given and done in her own life. You know, I'm sure Mavis started a life group in her house because there was a few, there was a few of us teenagers um, that were, like, getting the bus at half ten. Um, anyway... So, unity sometimes looks like inconveniencing ourselves because the state of being in agreement and working together is more important. Mavis was and is still intentional about making herself available for fellowship and spiritual connection. I called her last week and she like blessed the socks off me as, as she just does. Let me also take you back. Do, 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 do. Um, This was back to a time when I was in a ladies-only life group. Not everybody was welcome. (laughs) But (laughs) um, I was like trying to think, oh, who were all the members? And I was thinking, do you know what? I can't can't name all the different ladies that were in the life group because this life group morphed over time. And then I I was asking one of the ladies who set it up, and I hadn't realised, I thought she set it up just for this reason, but she actually set it up for this whole other reason, which was absolutely amazing. And I realised, and she told me that actually life groups weren't happening at the time. This was before, as a church, we said, life groups is where we want to go. And uh, speaking for myself, that that life group was an absolute lifeline, a door and a window into another world that I didn't know I needed again until I saw it. Um, Some of the uh, joys 
of Life Group was that when when babies would be born, we I can't remember I can't remember the name, but there was like a special name. It would be like activate the whatever rotor, um, which would I can't remember what it's called, but it would be that for that week that. When the parents came home with the baby, they could focus on the baby and just and know that at least at the end of the day, they'd have a meal and they wouldn't have to sort it out. And there were lots of babies across the years. <laughs> um, I saw, so also in, uh, more recently, I've had the privilege of being involved in a group. And in one of our most recent meetings, it really felt like God was commanding a blessing. We all came to the table, we were kind of like reflecting on what had happened, but there was such a sweet presence of God. And as I looked around the table and we were eating this meal, I just felt like, oh my goodness, this is so precious. This felt like God commanding the the blessing over us because of what we'd achieved by just being in unity. I saw Acts 4.32 in Mavis and in Ladies Life Group, believers who were one in heart and mind, and I think sometimes, especially, you know, like with Ladies Life Group, the reason we did Meals on Wheels is because someone had a baby and went, oh my goodness. <laughs> and, and like, so sometimes our experiences and our wisdom and our contacts and our connections and our, you know, our social equity, whatever we have that is a gift from God, those are, those are ways that we can, um, we can walk together and, and walk in unity and even our finances. So uh, a few weeks ago, my friends came to church and I was thinking, yeah, so glad, going to bless the socks off them. They're going to have a great time coming to our church. You need to... um, and you know what? They came to our church and they were really blessed. But you know what? I was, I was even more blessed because, because as, our, as our friends came in, uh, there were things that I'd not noticed because I was now looking through the lens of of our friends that have never been to our church. So from the car park and being welcomed by Jason on the car park, coming into the cafe, um, have a coffee shop, not cafe, sorry, coming into coffee shop, having a, um, being served by someone so like just happy to be there, then coming into, coming into church, and because we, we went to the coffee shop, so we only came in with like minutes to spare. So we had to like sit over two rows because there was a few of us. And like I was able to go, oh, actually... Um, they're, they're like this and they've done that and they're like that and they're like that and, that and I knew all this stuff about our church family and it just made me think oh my goodness there's stuff that I'm so used to, that I don't notice anymore because, because I'm used to being here so I don't notice that I know so many people and so many people love me and this, this week I've had texts and I've had messages people saying praying for you like that's you can easily forget that but that is us being going, we're after God. Whatever he wants is what, is what we want. So, talking about the joys and the pains, um, I, uh, you know, I, was, I was reflecting and I was like, oh, do you know what? Um, I remember times of job loss. Uh, like I remember when I was made redundant and um, I was thinking, uh, there was one day um, where it was just, it was such a difficult day. It was a Saturday and I, I didn't have a job and I was looking for one and I was like, oh, it's not working. I don't know, God, what's happening here? And I felt so low and no one really knew. But um, my friend and co-labor in the Lord, who doesn't really come to my house, uh, was like made a massive effort that day to drive all the way to my house and um, bring me a gift. And it's, it is a treasured gift 
so that was, that's a few years ago now. I don't even know when it was, but it was a while ago. But sometimes every now and then if I think, right, come on, let's trust God, I sometimes stick it in my handbag. Because for me, this was a prophetic gift saying, God is with you, I am beside you. It's hard, but through this pain, I am with you. Um, so that is very, very, very dear. Um, you know, from uh, some of the joys then are uh, things like weddings. So there's been some, some past, but then some this year. Um, this is actually Craig and I's order of service from our wedding, um, which, is very, which was good at the time. It was good at the time. Um, so it was, it was. So weddings, more weddings, more weddings. Um, but then also there's, there's, some of the, um, there's some of the pains. Uh, people that we have lost and have gone on. Uh, so this is, this is actually uh, my mum's um, order of service from her funeral. Well, photocopy because you didn't have nice printed things. Um, and uh, I think thinking about the, the joys and the pains... Any situation that is not easy and not nice can be an invitation for someone else to walk with you and walk alongside you. Um, you know, things from like praying for exams, uh, you know, and someone saying, oh, do you know what, I feel like God's saying to do this, which is, not, which is not the usual path, and it's not the most expected path, but I really feel like God is saying that I need to move into this direction. And now... Each day, they are affecting many different lives um, because they've taken a very different role. But it was absolutely what God was asking them to do, and being able to like agree with them and go, "Yeah, I'll I'll pray with you." I don't know. It's not what it's not what you planned, but it might be what God has got planned. Um, my pr- I've got a prayer triplet, and they're amazing. And we meet every now and then, and. Um, through the years you know there's been tears and sadness and misunderstandings and frustration and super joy but now we see some things which were just ideas um, or just hopes and now some things are very 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 much alive we are stronger together which Cookie always says and yes I believe we are stronger together because unity unlocks something as we are walking together we can't do some things without good relationships and positive connections Unity is different to just all being in this place all together. Unity is more like people standing together with linked hearts. Unity looks like not having what you want because the state of being in agreement and working together, that state of being joined together in to form one unit is more important than your personal preference. So for us as a church, going into 2024, how can we walk beside each other through the joys and the pains of life? So do you remember that Psalm 133 where it said, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. (coughs) Sorry. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar. This imagery is very messy. If I had, have you got a bit of a beard, Aaron? Because if you wanted, I could just pour this on you. And it's very, very, very messy. I don't think you'd want to get in your car. But real life is actually messy. Um, So I guess I'm asking us as Bridge Church community to be present in each other's lives, to make ourselves available for fellowship and spiritual connection, 
to have one heart and one mind as we ponder the words spoken over us by God and be prepared to contend for them in the way we act with each other, um, in some of the choices we make, um, and not being afraid to deal with the mess. Uh, this, this week I had an issue where I had to go, right, I'm going to walk in unity on this because something occurred and I was like, oh, I can either go, did you hear what they said? Did you hear, have you, have, have you, do you know this? Um, but I was going, do you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to walk in unity because that is where God commands a blessing. So some things happen to us that we can't control and sometimes we've been in the instigator of wrong and God can cope with it all, and I'm glad, because sometimes I have been the instigator of wrong. Um, we sometimes find it hard to forgive ourselves and others, but God sent Jesus, and he's our way into salvation. And as we come into salvation, Jesus then leads us into church family. Um, for some of us, God is wanting his anointing to flow in our lives to get some things moving. And for some of us, it's to get some things to stop sticking to us and some things we need to lay down. Unity is like sharing the load, but disunity is very opposite. It's like a heavy burden. So, I'm going to liken disunity to this. So, say this week with that thing that happened, uh, there was a miscommunication. Um, So, if you, you know, in the Bible it says, if you hate and backbite, backbite, you'll be devoured by the sword. Stuff like that. If there's things in our hearts that we're like, do you know what? I can't believe that person said that to me. Who do they think they are? It might be that you need to lay down that upset. Or it could be disappointment. It could be, do you know what? I was hoping this would work out. Or I was hoping to do this. And then they said, I can't. It might be that you need to lay that down. It could be fear. It could be that you really want, like, you know, close connection with people, but you're really afraid. You've been hurt before, you've been in church before, or you've been in situations and people have committed and said, oh, we'll do this and we'll do that, and they've not done anything. So it might be that you need to lay down fear. It might be shame. It might be actually, you're really ashamed of what, of what you've done. You know, we don't, we don't always talk about some things that happen in messy everyday life, but there could be things that have happened to you or things that you've done that have a massive amount of shame. But you know what? At the foot of the cross, we can leave it. So unity looks like an easy flow. And one last thing I just need to grab. Bible talks about running the race with perseverance. There is no chance as a church community with all these things. And we've a lot of us have lived a long time. So there's a lot of these. There's a lot of broken relationships. There's a lot of sadness. There's a lot, there's a lot of brokenness. But I'm telling you, church, this morning, I have a fire in my belly saying, we are going to be a church of unity. We are laying some of this stuff down. Shame, you're going. Fear, in the name of Jesus, you're going. Hurt, you are going in Jesus' name. Pride, I'm laying you down.
I do have to lay this down because it is too hard to carry. And I want us as a church to say, do you know what? In how we treat one another, we are walking in unity. How we are, what we say about each other when we're not in each other's presence, let's be a church chasing after God. So... Um, so Helena is going to help me because we're going to have um, a response time, um, but it's going to be over communion. Because um, for us, as a, oh, I'm so out of breath because that is so heavy. <laughs> Please lay your stuff down. For us as a church family, the joys and pains of everyday life in 2024 are our opportunities to be there for each other. Yeah. It's an invitation. I've seen throughout all seasons of life, there has to be some sort of consistent connection, relationship for unity to develop and grow. And it might be within your life groups. If you're not in one, go to our life group this week. And it's, it's not because I led it, honest, but our life group this week was the highlight. Before we got to the weekend, it was the highlight. Craig and I said it was the highlight of our week. We just had such a sweet presence and it was lovely to hear everyone share their ideas. We've got lots of ideas. Um, it was just, it was amazing. People made uh, an effort to get there to be together. Yeah. Yes. So it might be that you could be Mavis to someone else or um, if the band want to come up, because uh, we, we, will, we will go straight into communion. Um, it might be that you could be a Mavis to someone, or it might be that actually you just, God puts a people group, sorry, I'm making you stand. God puts a people group on your heart within our church for you to keep praying over. Um, but during communion, let's listen and let's pray. I'm so out of breath, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, God likes unity, church. He likes it very much, so much that it has an automatic command of blessing. Let's be the sort of people who let that blessing flow. Um, So Helen and I are going to do what I'm encouraging you to do over communion. If if you'd rather, like, it's free. If you want to do it, you can. And if you don't need to, then it's fine. But I really want us to think about people that we, like, work in. We work in ministry together. Um, Or people that you're in life group with. Or people that you're like, do you know what? I've known them across the years and they have always been a blessing to me. Um, I want us to come out to communion. So we are going to take communion together. um, And then uh, the band are going to play and the table is going to be open. So I'm going to activate and do some of these things. So this week, Eleanor, over... This week has been a difficult week in some ways. And so... I guess I don't want to bring to the table and come unworthy with um, just frustration and upset. So I just want to say to you, I want, over this whole situation that went not very well, I want to make sure that when I next see the people, I'm going to walk in unity and peace. And I'm going to say, do you know what? The blood of Jesus was shed for the remission of their sins and the body of Christ was broken for the remission of their sins and for mine. So... Would you take communion with me? This is the blood of Jesus, Helena, shed for the remission of your sins. Thank you. Thank you. This is the body broken for you, Helena. Mm-hmm. 
Father, I thank you for the body broken and the bloodshed that we can walk free and we can walk free together. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, thank you. So, I know that this is slightly different, but the band are going to play and um, I want you to just, just think if God brings anything to your heart before you come out for communion, like deal with it, deal with it with your friends or with your one another or if it's a bigger issue and you're like, oh, you know, at the end of the service, um, the prayer team are available for you to, to, to go to one of them and say, do you know what, this is a, this is a big issue and, I, and I, want, I want the prayer team to stand with me. So the band are going to play as we think, and then in a minute, um, we'll let you stand and take communion. <laughs>